What we doing it for? We doing it for the culture. For the culture. Hey, what it do, Kaipu? This your boy, <laughs> D-Boy. And I'm your girl, Bex Bumbo. And this is For The Cultures yeah. Podcast. Thank you for joining us today on this somewhat gloomy Monday. Hopefully this rain, you know, lets mm, up. Donkey rain. Uh, but it's good. We need it. You know what I mean? Uh, I guess. Nonetheless, it's the week before uh, Christmas. Um, and so we just want to, I don't know if if we wished everyone happy holidays yet, but. No, we haven't. Yeah. We haven't really, Happy huh? holidays. We want to send happy holidays to y'all. Um, and just welcome y'all to the new week, you know, um, and it gets a little crazy before, yeah. you know, before the holidays, especially the week before, cause folks is rushing out, trying to get, you know, all their last minute shopping together. So just want to, just want to send out, um, all their last minute shopping. Meanwhile, they're, they're, they're. Checks are bouncing. <laughs> oh, we just want to send out some love and some reminders of, to be patient and be to be patient. mindful. You know, everybody's trying to get somewhere. You know, don't rush. Don't don't be in a rush, especially on the road. Yeah. You know, be mindful of your surroundings and, and people just running all over the place. We don't want to run nobody over. I know. And we also don't want to get into no. No quarrels, you know what I mean? It's the holiday and it's supposed to be yeah. a loving and if giving season. If somebody takes your parking spot at the mall, just let them just take Just let it, it go, Just man. let it go. Just let it go. Just, just blow walk. that shit out. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we just um, also want to take this time to talk about some of the stuff that we were talking about last week. Um, towards the end of the show, we did say that we were going to have an episode around uh, the topic health is wealth. Yes. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, we had to push some things, you know, uh, within our schedule. So we're not going to have that discussion this week, but we're definitely it'll definitely be coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, so just want to make sure we touch on that. Yes, Lord. Bex, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Surviving. Surviving. You know. Keeping your head above water. Yeah, trying to maintain out here. I mean, it is Monday. You know, it's a struggle. It's it's another Monday. It's another freaking Monday. It's cool, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but just trying to uh, prepare for the holidays. You know, I always love uh, being together with the family and just Mm. seeing the kids, you know. Yeah. uh, Be excited about what they got. Yeah. You know, and not so much about what they got, but... Just being able to give, yeah, you know that's yeah. that's a, it means a lot to me. Yeah, what, what like how many nieces and nephews do you plan on spoiling this Christmas? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get it. It's not about who gets the present. You know? <laughs> Sheesh, bruh, what's Gucci? Uh, man, I uh. You know, I've been on this journey. Um, I really haven't mentioned it here, but, you know, some of my family knows what's going on uh, with me. And I've actually um, been on this journey uh, trying to, I guess for lack of a better words, Mm. uh, remain clean. Mm. And what I mean by that Mm. is Mm. uh, being free of, you know, uh, my substance use Mm. and addiction. Mm. And I know I'm not, I don't think I was at a level where I could be classified as an addict. Yeah. You know, or be classified as like being, you know, being, um, 
a uh, like like in this place of uh, destruction. Yeah. Self destruction. Um, but it definitely felt like yeah. you know it was headed down that road and mm. uh, where, where the partying became the partying became you know priority. Right. Yeah. Versus the other things that you know, as an as I'm adulting, you know, right. there were actual priorities, you know, at my feet, in front of my in front of my face, and yeah. trying to prioritize partying and things like that, mm. at least in the way that I wanted to do it. You know, it was yeah. it was it was not good for the priorities that I needed to take care of that involved other people. Mm. Um, and it's been about a month since I have. Since I have stopped drinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> come on. It's been a month since I smoked uh, a cigarette. Wow. Yeah, since I got high. Good job, Danny Boy. And even did some extracurricular things. You know, you <laughs> right, know yeah. that. Uh, oh, my gosh. That uh, some folks know what I'm talking about. But, you know, just um, just really trying to be clean from, from those things because it was getting to a point where. I was uh I was afraid for my health because right. you know all like I was doing all those things plus I'm overweight you know plus mm. uh, my health is not in the best I'm not in the best shape and so yeah. all of those things um connected to how you know my heart is I feel like I was overworking my heart mm, to yeah. the to the point where I actually was worried like oh shit is that some heart palpitations I feel mm. or like there's an ache yeah you know around the area yeah, and yeah. I'm like what's this shit <clears throat> mm. have I gone to the doctor yet no but you know I've definitely what? I've definitely I'm gonna make my appointment you know okay. you always gotta have a checkup and yeah since I got some insurance I might as well take yeah, advantage yes, of it yes, but you yes, know yes. shit yeah. I mean I'm not used to having that so Aww. making an appointment and yeah. going to the doctor and all that shit it's not it's not my normal yeah thing and so now that i have access it's i gotta be like pushed or reminded or yeah. forced to to do it and this definitely was a kick in the ass to yeah. you know get that shit yeah taken care of how's it been emotionally for you uh, it's been a roller coaster mm. I, and and not so much as like i'm craving it but just there's so many opportunities to to yeah, re-engage okay. with it that mm. I definitely feel the change in myself because I'm resisting it. Yeah. You know, or I'm like, no, I'm good. Mm. I'm able to reject it right. easier than I would have before. Mm. You know, because I still see folks, you know, who I'm still around folks that smoke cigarettes or that'll get high, you know, yeah. drink. And I'm not saying like I'm, I'm not saying that I quit, quit. Yeah. I just definitely have taken a break and taken a step back from my own good and my own peace of mind, my own health. Wow. Because of, uh, hmm, I don't know, just because I want to be around for, uh, you know, yeah, for a long time, longer than I think I'm expected to live, you know, with just the, yeah, yeah, with the statistics and, yeah. and all that shit around me, you know, wow. and especially at the rate in which I've lost family members due to illness. Yeah. You know, it's like, dang, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to leave yet. Right, yeah, You know, yeah. I don't want to leave yet. I don't want my family to go through the same kind of pain and grief. 
that we have all gone through, you yeah. know, and huh. losing so many loved ones early. And yeah. it's I just feel a, it. It's just a lot of shit, you know, because yeah. I think we we were uh, all on this trajectory of following down those same footsteps yes. related to our health and mm-hmm. our mental health, our mental health yeah. and things like that. So. Yeah. Good shit, Danny boy. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh my goodness. It's a journey. We, we got to celebrate Kick and Crab, you know, <laughs> next week, next yeah. week. Yeah. I mean, another thing, too, that I've kicked that I want to make sure, I mean, it's kind of mob to mention, but it's a, some real shit, is mm. that I've also eliminated, you know, people from my life hmm. um, who who did not add value to it. And and I don't mean mm. like just... I don't mean like my family members or anything like that, right? But like people who I've built relationship with, you know, in like hooking up with or okay. in like trying to uh, form some kind of romantic anything with, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just a lot of bullshit. Mainly it's really just the hooking up. So you clean, you're cleaning <laughs> out. You're cleaning out house. Yeah, huh? I'm cleaning, I'm cleaning up. I'm cleaning up house because, you know, even, even in like having those relationships and shit like that, having yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. Those folks that you can reach out to when when you're in the mood or you know when you're trying to get off or whatever like as fast as as fast as that um that the pleasure can come is as fast as it can mm. leave and you're left yes you know feeling just as empty mm, talk about it uh your mental health you know it's not mm. I know it's not good for my mental health because mm. I because then voices are always going off mm. uh in the aftermath mm-hmm. you know what I mean and even just the the way in which you know i was like reached out to or whatever just the way you know people hit each other up because i'm not exempt from it either you know i'm guilty of reaching out and being like very minimal Mm. in uh conversation yeah but yeah for the most part like it it just was it's not good for me too it's like another addiction right like yeah yeah just being hooked up on just being hung up on that shit so yeah. Just really eliminating the things that are not contributing to my health, my overall health. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been life changing. It's been something. Come on now. It's been something. I know it's good for me. It's just you know the goodness is on its way. It's coming. I just am completely detoxing. Oh, dang, <laughs> you really are cleaning out house. Trying to clean it out, that's man. What's up? That was up, man. Well, bruh. What's happening? You know, uh, just getting my little workout on. That's what's I've up. been pretty consistent, thank God. That's what we needed to follow up on, too. Yeah, How has it been? It's been feeling great, you know. Um, I've just been trying to, like, snap out of this whole lazy mode because I tend to get lazy, like, especially when it comes to workout. It's like I have, I have the strength to do anything but workout, you know. So just kind of, like, re, kind of, like, just re- Renewing my whole way of looking at work, gym, the gym period, has definitely brought me back to a happy place. Because now it's like, I'm just like, just go there for 30 minutes and dip. And I'm like, that that makes me motivated. Because mm. it's like, I'm just there, 20 minutes here, 10 minutes here. Now, you know, before I didn't even really know what to do at the gym. I used to just go there for an hour and think, like, if you spend more time here, you'll lose more weight. You know, <laughs> right. that's what I used to think. But now it's like I have a plan. I'm going in there and doing and executing whatever I need to do, and I walk out, and I've been feeling great now. It's been like three weeks consistently, and it's just been 
I don't know. I feel I feel the shift. You know, I don't see a shift yet, but I feel it. I feel as far I feel it as far as energy. I feel as far as like just strength and health. I mean, there's something about when you work out, you just want to eat better. That's just up. Because when I wasn't working out, I didn't desire to eat good at all. And then I try to eat good without working out, and that didn't work out at all. But now that I'm like working out, like there's just something about like right after you get out of the gym, you just want to eat better. Mm. You want to have like a nice breakfast and then or just a gee, you just want to eat good i mean that changed for me and i i really am kind of want to stick to that if i work out more i'll eat better because i noticed that when i did when i did the whole eat eat good no workout that shit didn't work when i just um just kind of just what is it just like eat clean and just have a little workouts like that shit didn't work too well either especially when i don't have a plan but when i have a plan and i go work out I'm eating good, and it works. Boom. That's for sure. <laughs> That's just magic for me. It like it, it has to be both. It can be it one or the other for be. you. It has to be at least for me. And, and this may not even work for you. It may not work for others. But this is like this. This is specifically designed for bags. Yeah. So and it, it could and it could work. You know, it could yeah. work for a lot of people. And I think that that's dope because. Your testimony may make sense. You know, it makes sense to me. It may mm. make sense to other folks too. It was just like, yo. It's got to be this and this to yeah. feel this, right? Because exactly. I really love the fact that you're hitting the gym. And even Trying. if it's for 30 minutes, even That's if it's it. for 40 minutes, even right. if it's for 20 minutes. For you know, 15 minutes. For 15 minutes. You're getting Damn. it in. You're getting Just it in. Just get it in. And then you're about your day. Yes. You know, and I think building the consistency yeah, you I'm, know, really helps just your holistic. That's it. That's it. You know, like, and also with the whole detoxing thing, you know, because... You know, you brought it up during your whole bruh. Like, you know, I've definitely been cleaning out just kind of like the people I don't need. Right. And the people I do need. I'm like gravitating to them. Like, come on, I need you here. Let's meet. Let's let's set, let's meet for coffee. Let's have dinner. You know, just I need that group of people in my life or else I'll fall apart. But like, yeah, me cutting off some people. It, it, it wasn't even a verbal thing. It wasn't even like, hey. Just want to let you know you're cut. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like I slid in their DM. I'm done with like, you. I just want to let you know you you've been toxic these last few months. No, it's just one of those things that you just kind of grew apart. And for at least for me, I don't know yeah. how was it for you. How was it for you? It, it, I mean, it, it depends on the relationship right, you're yeah, talking about. Because yeah. you know, I think for some, you know, whether they're family or friends. You know, we we maybe we have drifted apart. Yeah. You know, um, and that can happen naturally when folks are busy, but yeah. it can also be intentional. Right. And I've definitely done both. Yeah. With That's folks. True. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, I've been trying to um, just really clean out, you know, house as well. You know, with friendships and relationships, and you know, it's this is probably a really sad confession, but I've been I've been even cleaning out house with family. Uh huh. So, you know, and I don't know, this th- that little statement might not sit well with others, you know, because mm-hmm. we are, you know, that's just what we are. You know, we are family-oriented people, you know, but there's just something about, you know, if toxic is toxic, what toxic is toxic, whether it's blood or not, you know, if it's toxic, I got to cut it for the yep. sake of my own well-being, you know, and yep. it's sad that it would it's in the bloodline, you know, because, you know, you just assume that everyone kind of flows the same heart and the same love and the same compassion, but it doesn't work that way. 
Um, so, I mean, this is not to say that my family is crap, you know. I just have, like, a huge family. And, you know, again, there are just some people. It's just I'm not saying they're toxic. It's just that that type of energy doesn't work with the energy that I carry now, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's just something that I'm just choosing to be very intentional during this time because I need to really protect my peace. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm just in a new season. I think I feel like you and I are both in new seasons where we we're, we're, you know, the piece that's re- that we're kind of requiring now is just a lot more different. It looks different than where we were last time. So yeah. I think we grew up, Danny boy. We're growing up. <laughs> we're growing up. <laughs> I think we grew up. Damn. <laughs> but, but I, but I want to say too that I feel like what you just said is is, is what a lot of people m- might do unintentionally. Yeah. I, and maybe not even call it that or call it out. Right. Right. And, but I feel like people are gonna feel you on that because I definitely feel you. Yeah. That you know, mm. sometimes we just gotta we just gotta cut ties. We gotta we gotta um, distance ourselves yeah. because because we can't have that around our peace that we're trying yeah. to maintain. Yeah. And even when that peace is disrupted, you know, it's like we have ways to to maneuver through that, right? To right. navigate through that because it just doesn't fit for seasons. I'm a strong believer of seasons. So look it, I'm in. I'm in kind of like a winter season in every way possible, spiritually, physically, emotionally. And if you're in in a summer season mood, energy, you're that you're not going to work in my winter season, you know? Like I need you to be in winter season too so we can gel. But there's just so many people in different seasons that still want to keep the the friendship and relationship and I'm just like, "But you're in spring. I'm in winter. Wait, this wait until I'm there then let's connect, you know? Just seasons just are it won't work for me." So Bex, you want to know what season I'm in? What? I'm in the glow up season. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. You feel me? I'm you just, hear this snap? Ooh. I'm just trying to glow up you, on, on, in every glowing. area of my life. Hey. You know what I mean? Because I think even with this cleaning out shit, you yeah. know, cleaning shit out, you know, in my life, I'm also trying to clean out these like negative thoughts. Ooh, yeah. And and the, a lot of the shit that I'm dealing with mentally, right, mm-hmm. where I'm trying to to look for, you know, to look for my therapist, for yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also look into um, working out with a personal trainer, mm, you know what I mean? Mm, because mm, that kind of mm, accountability, mm-hmm. right? It's like, if I was able to invest my money in partying, in a lot of the drugs and the alcohol and, and all of the all of the shit it takes to, to get into that type of space, mm-hmm. if I had no problem putting my money into that, since I'm not doing that anymore, that money can be redirected yes. towards this shit that's just yeah. going to better my glow up. You okay, feel me? okay. Where, Danny you know. boy in the glow up sees everybody. <laughs> be ready. But that's the same for us, right? No, you know so what I mean? True. Like We got to redirect uh, the energy that we have with yeah. folks, right? And if, and if it ain't matching... Mm, yeah. We're going to veer to the left, just, veer to the right, you know. And it's no love me. loss, right? None at all. No None. love loss because I love my family members. None those at all. who I'm not, you know. Yeah. Who I'm not, you know, so connected to like I once was. But the love is not lost. But just the the time devoted to being around each other all the time and then with all that means, you know. Yeah. It's just like I don't, I don't have the time for it. Yeah. I don't have the time for it. Sorry. That's right. But yeah, that's just where it's been. This is where it's been these last few weeks. Physical we, health, emotional health, spiritual health. We're just going to keep growing. We're just going to keep glowing. Not even growing. I'm gonna, we're just glowing. We're going to keep glowing. <laughs> we're going to keep glowing. We're going to glow up, man. <laughs> Danny boy got me stuck. And I'm, we're just going to keep glowing until the reel stops rolling. 
Oh, he's <laughs> <laughs> Shut your ass up, Bex. All right, go ahead. <laughs> shine on, shine on, shine on. Shine on. Uh, but yeah. Okay, so I have a little confession. What's up? All right, don't be mad at me. But I did not have time today. Okay, please, you know, this is for our devoted listeners. You got to forgive me for this one. I didn't have time to, you know, um, kind of thoroughly find me an ICU mm. for this episode. I, it's a poor confession. I apologize. I will not do this again. I will promise I will have my ICU. You know what? Next week, you can hold me to this, Danny Boy. I will have two ICUs. Don't even trip, Bex. Two. I got you. Cause, yeah? Because this week, I got three ICUs. Oh, bless. Oh, God is good. Come on. <laughs> Where you fall short, I will be there to Hello. help pick you up. Hello. So you good. See, now I see you glowing. You glowing. <laughs> you glowing all the plug up. See, I'm trying to be ahead of the game, but nah, for real though, like we, our people is out here doing yeah. big things and. Shout out to our people. I just, you know, I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't know what to do. I was like, mm, you know, we usually just have one ICU for the week that, I know. that both of, you know, you and I will highlight, but this is our shit. Brown excellence. This is our shit. You know Come what on. I mean? And we could, we could do three if we wanted to and we yes. finna right now. Thank you, Lord. So. Uh, my first ICU goes out to uh, Pita Taumoy Penu. Mm. Pita is, uh, he plays for the 49ers. Okay. Uh, yeah, and. God's team. <laughs> bruh, he's just, he's really, um, he's really, he just, seem, he seems down to earth. You know, mm. I don't know him personally, but just from being able to follow him on social media and the way that he connects with the community. Oh, wow. You know, he's he doesn't use his celebrity status um, to distance his himself from his people, you know, he uses it to embrace and bring in his people and try to be, you know, where the community's at. Right. Wow. Yeah, and brother's really dope. Pizza. He's a uh, he's Tongan. Okay. Uh, he actually grew up in Tonga, um, and then went to, uh, I believe, the University of Utah. He went to. Oh. What do they call it? The Utes. The Utes. The yeah. Utes. And so the reason why I want to highlight this brother today uh, is because there was an article that went out where um, he he spent like one of his last checks, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And he bought like hella Christmas gifts and hella things, yeah. put it in the can, you know, the cans that they ship off to uh, to the islands. Yeah. Filled that thing up with everything, you know. Come set, on. Filled it all the way up to the rim. Come on. You know, and sending it off back home for his people, right? And and just to be able to, you know, give so selfishly right. or, or selflessly. Selflessly, yeah. For Peter to give so selflessly is like just a huge, just a huge act of love, you yeah. know, just a huge act of service. Yeah. Um, and it's just another thing to add it's to inspiring. the- to the dopeness of this brother, right? Yeah. yeah, it is inspiring because shit, if I had the bread, I would do the same thing too. Man. I would do that for our community here. here. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I mean not to not to knock the brother for what he what he did because he's from Tonga, right? Like right. and he knew what it was like where um I read in the article, you know, there were some Chris Christmases where he didn't have anything. Mm, yeah. And there were some that he did. And so he just wanted to ensure that folks back home out there in Tonga yeah. you know, really are able to have some gifts under the tree. Mm. So hey, that's what's up, right? Right. Come on. So, so Peter Taumoy Penu, I see you. I see you too. Uh, my second ICU goes out to Jason Momoa. 
Okay. Uh, who is starring in Aquaman that I believe will be coming mm-hmm. out, what, this Friday? This Friday. This Friday. Yep. Um, last week they had the red carpet premiere, and on the red carpet, uh, he and a bunch of other Pacific Islanders who were in the film um, banded together and did the haka. Oh, I know. I seen that. Okay. And usually, you know, by the way that the haka has been used and displayed here in the U.S., yeah, there's been a lot of controversy around, like, oh, you know, there are no actual Maori people, you know, doing the haka, or why is the haka being used at football games? Right. Um, and even why is the haka being used by people wh- with no Pacific Islanders on the team, right? Because I've seen there was one video where it had Opalangis doing the haka. Mm. Just some bullshit. <laughs> but the way that uh, Jason, you know, was able to bring this together, it was a group effort, right? Because a lot of the a lot of the PI folks who were in the film uh-huh. are of Polynesian descent, right? And so, and some are actually uh, of Maori descent. Oh wow! In the uh, in some of the articles I read, it, it uh, explained that Jason is responsible for urging the casting uh, directors to cast Tamura Morrison, who was, uh, who we all know and love and maybe hate, um, as Jake the Moss from Once oh, the Warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah. He really advocated for Tamura to, to play Aquaman's father in the film. Wow. And also uh, advocated for a lot of, you know, other uh, PI, Polynesian folks to be in the film as well. That's awesome. I know that... Um, there's one of the Usos who's been in a few things. Uh, the last thing I remember him being in was a Kendrick Lamar video. Uh, his name is Sala Baker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also in the film, who also is from New Zealand. Wow. I, I believe he's of Samoan descent. So, you know, Jason just using his position and and, uh, and some of the, I guess, authority he has, yeah, you know, yeah. and being in this film to advocate for his people to be a part of the project. Yeah. Right? Like, that's one big, huge like inspiration right because really using his his influence his influence there you go to to help to help his people yeah you know get that work come on secure that bag right um and all of them got together to plan and prepare this haka to bust out and do at the red carpet come on i know that was amazing and just to see that you know normally I, for myself, I'll just speak for myself. I would be critical of some shit like that, mm. but just the the way in which it was done and how you see it and and the folks that are included in it and how genuine it feels. You know what I mean? You can't help but feel the mana yeah. from that display of culture. Right. Yeah. Right. And then it got me thinking, like, see, that's the shit I'm talking about. <laughs> you, you think the Rock gonna do some shit like that? No. At the premiere, you know, if they have a premiere, if this film gets made about King Kamehameha, mm, mm, mm. you know, and then a lot of folks, you know, like Jason, you know, when he fought Omu, he did, he did it right. Did he? You know what I mean? It sounds good. Okay. And I've heard it before, you know, where it's like, yeah, he at least he knows how to fight Omu. The Rock, it sounds kind of... Kaipu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds kind of Kaya, but... <laughs> but yeah, just... just uh. Just really want to take the time to recognize Jason. There was a bit of backlash, you know, from folks that I seen in some of the comments, you know, where they were saying that, you know, because he's Hawaiian, maybe an Oli would have been Ugh. 
would have been uh, more appropriate. Right. And I get it. You know what I right, mean? Right, yeah. I get it. And for once, I'm on the opposite end of the uh, of the argument, and mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't try to um, start a, you know, start a conversation with that because I understand why that person said that. And yeah. It's like, that's okay. That's cool. You know, like. Yeah. I just let that be. I'm, I feel like it was cool. It was good. Um, and he worked with the, you know, with people of the community to make this happen. What's, right. You know, what's the harm in that? Yeah. It made me think about how, you know, I'm Samoan mm. and don't really have no, um, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not Tongan, but I definitely really love and appreciate the Tongan culture mm. to the point of where I'm able to, you know, point to certain things yeah. um, that I think are dope and, yeah. and really respect. Yeah. I'm not out here claiming that I'm Tongan, but I show a level of uh, respect. Right, yeah. And uh, admiration for the culture. Yeah, of course. So it's kind of the same, you know, I feel like it's the same thing. But all that to say that Jason Momoa... I see you. Yes. And I'm looking, uh, you know, I wasn't before, I wasn't too thrilled about the movie. It, it didn't look interesting, but just to go support the brother, I'm going to go do that on I'm Friday. Dead. I'm <laughs> dead. Hey, because I don't, you know, you could be PI all you want. If the acting sucks, you know, oh. I'll give it a try. But <laughs> nah, I'll play. But I'm going to go see that. I'm going to go see that on Friday, bro. That's cool. Okay, and Who's my your last one? <laughs> Who's your last one? Uh, uh, my last ICU goes out to a young um, Native Hawaiian woman that I actually know from a program that I did um, when I was out there in L.A. Uh, we did uh, Epic Scholars Roundtable together. Mm. Uh, her name is Ilima Leigh McFarlane. Mm. And Ilima, as, also known as the Illuminator, Ooh. Um, has been doing a lot of training and a lot of um, uh, yeah, just a lot of training in boxing, mm-hmm. but now has trained um, to fight MMA, mm. and so she's been fighting in um, MMA for a minute, and they had the uh, Bellator two one three match, I believe it was um, last week, and she won. Oh wow! Yeah, 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 yeah! I remember. Okay. So she won the flyweight world cha- uh, world champ. Uh-huh. Um and I believe it happened in Hawaii, Come and, on. and so she really, you know, she really uh, just made Hawaii really proud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by winning. Yeah. Uh, Bellator and just following her on social media and seeing the progress she's made over the years and the name she's really built for herself is really dope. To see a Pacific Islander Native Hawaiian, uh-huh. you know, Kanaka Maoli woman out there. Wow. Fucking shit up, right? Come on. Really doing it. Yeah. Um, and so just, you know, just to really uplift her and acknowledge her and yeah. the work that she's doing and, and how proud she's making not only the Hawaiian people, but us as Pacific Islanders. Yeah. In the realm of uh, MMA, right? Because right, that's, yeah. that's, that's huge, that's, right? That's huge. That takes a lot to do that. I just want to say that Ili Malay, I, I see, see you. you. Yo, Bex, I'm so excited to uh, <laughs> chop it up about uh, the book that we put a video out yeah, a yeah, few yeah. weeks ago uh, called Samoan Queer Lives. Um, we wanted to give some time for us, you know, yeah. to get uh, acquainted with the book and start reading. I'm going to be honest. 
I got through the forward and through the introduction. <clears throat> and Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on you. Hey, I'm going to be honest. I'm you over know? here. I ran through this book two times already. No, I didn't. This, that bullshit. This motherfucker, <laughs> shut the hell up. Oh, shit. <laughs> so you too, huh? You've only gotten that oh, far yeah, too? Man. Hey, at least we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we're just going to, you know, we really just want to discuss... Yeah. At least this this far we've gotten into the book because I know for myself personally so much has come up, even just reading from uh, both authors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so before we get into chopping it up about the you know a little bit about the book, um, Samoan Queer Lives by Dan Talapapa McMullen and Yuki Kihara provides a glimpse into the unique lives of Samoan people who are fafafingi. Broadly understood in the Western interpretation as persons who are of transgender, intersex, and third sex, or gay, lesbian, bisexual, or asexual origin. Fafafingi have lived their culture for as long as Samoans in the South Pacific can remember. Although ridiculed and then outlawed by explorers and missionaries, Fafafingi not only survived colonialism, they thrived. In this mm. book, Fafa Finge share autobiographical stories from the 1940s to present day. Come on. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's exciting to be able to chop it up about not only a book that's about Samoans, right, but a book that's about Samoan queer lives. Yeah. Right? And just thinking about us as queer people ourselves, right? Like, off the rip, <clears throat> you know, what what did this book do for you right like i'm not saying that you read through the whole text right but right. just even just even seeing this uh creation right like being able to hold this book in your hand like receiving this book what did it do for you <clears throat> i felt very proud for the just visibility you know in the samoan queer community in, in uh, the pacific islander <clears throat> community i feel like this um this book was definitely one of those things that, you know, you can, well, I can actually sit here and say, man, I'm proud. Uh-huh. You know, this makes me proud to be a Samoan queer. And also proud that there are people, many stories that are, you know, that just took courage before us, before us even hearing our courageous, brave stories. Right. I'm hearing stories of just, you know, young men and women that were just, have similar, you know, background in what we went through, church, you know, families, yeah. you know, just kind of like the bullying, like mm-hmm. just, it's just a crazy, crazy thing to hear. And um, yeah, I mean, this, this definitely just brought me just to a place of like being more, feeling more empowered. I definitely feel super empowered by just kind of like the making of this book and even some of the stories, two stories I've read so far. They've kind of rocked my world like Word. tremendously. Like I feel super, super like empowered by them because now I just want to go and like you know, be more, be more vocal about my story now. Word. You know, yeah. be more visible about my sexuality. You know, just to know that there were people like years ago that just kind of paved the way for us to be to. For things to be easy and light, you know, it's like this is a place where we need to kind of go back and celebrate those who, you know, had already went before us and right. bring visibility to them because we obviously kind of stand on their shoulders, you know? Absolutely. <clears throat> so 
Yeah. What about you, Daniel? I mean, I definitely feel, yeah. I, so I first learned, I didn't even know that this book was being created. It wasn't until, because so, I follow Yuki um, on mm-hmm. uh, Facebook. No. Because I'm oh. a big fan of Yuki's work. Yo, if you haven't checked out uh, some of her some of her stuff on uh-huh. YouTube, she puts a lot of co- a lot of co- <laughs> a lot of critical content out there. You know that really leaves us deep in thought about mm. you know our culture, about our history, come on, and about our future. Right. Yeah. Right. And just where we're headed, and just what it means to be Samoan, what it means yeah. to be. Samoan, you know, existing in a diaspora. Right, yeah. Right? Um, Come on, Yuki. And just even even really quick, I'm pretty sure, you know, for folks who do understand what diaspora is, for those who who don't, the diaspora, let me let me not just say this off of my own my own uh, interpretation of diaspora, but what it says on dictionary.com is that the diaspora is any group that has been dispersed outside its traditional homeland, especially involuntary, as Africans during the transatlantic slave trade. Mm. It is any group, migration, or flight from a country or region. And so us as Samoans who, um, you know, have migrated and exist here in the U.S., Mm. You know, we exist in this diaspora. Right, yeah. You know, as Samoan <clears throat> Americans, as much as it hurts to say. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I, I, I was following Yuki, and then um, there was a picture of her and someone from, um, I believe the book is published through Little Island Press. Mm. Um, she, she had taken a picture with, with, I believe, her publisher, and I seen the cover. Mm. And instantly it said, I just seen it say someone queer lives. And I was like, yo, come on. How do I get that? I need that because I need to, I need to get it one for me and two for you. (laughs) 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 Because, because I automatically, I was just drawn to it that, wow, there's a text that exists that is good. That's about us. Like where the fuck does that exist at? Right. Mm. I have not ever seen that anywhere. Yeah. So. You know, through the power of Facebook and social media, I was able to find out how to order this. And you can order it, you know, um, because we're in the U.S., it was easier to order through Amazon. Mm. And I believe any uh, proceeds or any royalties that are uh, accumulated through the selling of this book are Hmm. going to go to Fafafingi organizations Mm. back home in the Pacific. Okay. So you know, it's really got a whole community, <laughs> right? Uh, community connection going on over here with how this book is, you know, going to be shared. Wow. Um, but yeah, just just being excited to see a text exist, to see a pe- piece of literature that exists about us hmm. from someone like Yuki and and from someone like Dan. Um, who is your uncle? Who's my uncle? Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the Ripley side, Ripley family. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just to see this, just to see this type of text exist is like, I, I had, I had to have my hands on it Yeah. and I wanted to be able to share it. You know, I can't buy hella copies right now, but like, I definitely wanted to get you a copy. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because, you know, I feel like this is yeah. something important to us as queer right. folks. I yeah. mean, this is sort of, you know, what we're doing as Samoan queer folks right. ourselves is using a platform to share our thoughts, um, and to share 
our lived experiences and opinions about things that are happening in the world around us. Right, right. Um, and we fall into <clears throat> this category we... here of Samoan queer lives. So just off the bat, I was like, yes, I got it. We got to get that. Right. We got to <clears throat> chop it up about this. Um, but I had no idea how how meaningful it would be just being able to, you know, just even getting through the forward right. and through the introduction, like just that off the rip, I'm like, yo, okay, I got to put this down <laughs> because I got to process, you know? I know. I got to process a lot of it. There's a lot of history that's brought up in here, right? There's a right. lot of um, language that is brought up in here and there's even some imagery that I had never seen before. Right. Um, yeah. That really, it really just hits me in a way because I, you know, I love history. Yeah. Um, it hits me in a way where it's like, damn, see, like, it's them ancestors. <laughs> it's them ancestors that's whispering to us, like, yo, we out here. Mm. We need you to speak up. We need mm. you to be vocal about this shit, mm. right? And and if not even about this shit, be vocal about your own Yo, shit yes. and what you're going through, yeah. Because you got a story to tell. Mm. I'm thinking about your story, bitch. Mm. Your story is is one of a kind, one of a kind for real. Really? I mean, it's the only kind I heard. <laughs> if there's some other ones out there that are similar to Bex's story, out. yo, let us know. <laughs> Hit us up. Let us know. Yeah, you know one thing um, that really threw me off after um, kind of reading through the um, whole forward. Um, no, actually, it was even the intro from Dan. Um, just the history. Mm. The history of, like, you know, just kind of like the missionaries coming to Samoa and just bringing this whole idea of God to the Samoan people. Not even of God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just uh, clarify right there. I think because I think we had our understanding of God. Yeah. Right? They brought... Their God. They brought, I guess for like a better word, Christianity, right? Christianity. Like, their God. There you go. Yeah, it's yeah, their, their God. God. I just wanted to <clears throat> make sure the, we yeah, acknowledge that. Or their... I, well, yeah, well, the Christian... The Western view of like how we, you know, because I can, I can say we because that's what I that's what I learned, you know, so... Me too. I mean, yeah, yeah so many of us. This, this <clears throat> I like how they worded it... Um, you know the missionization yes yeah of our of our homelands yeah but you know this is this is like the first time i'm i'm being exposed to this type of like history because mm. i mean i grew up i mean well, i went to school kind of knowing studying church church history and kind of like the history of christianity but in, in, in college in college yeah in college? In bible college in bible yeah. college okay <clears throat> but i never you know got to study religion and and um faith in Samoa, like we, I didn't really study it like overseas, like faith overseas with just different countries. So it was just kind of like unique, very unique. This was a very unique story or even history. I just, it's just so brand new to me. I'm like excited to go look into it some more. I want to know the God before the God that was brought there, mm. you know, the, before the missionary God. I want to know you know, was it Tangaloa? Tangaloa, yeah. I want to know that God. I wanted to know and study about that God and see, you know, kind of like, you know, how they worship that God and how they just, how life was when they, when it was just Tangaloa. Right, you know, I want right. to know that. So, yeah, this really definitely opened my eyes to, um, you know, again, faith 
And it, it also, dang, I mean, from how they're put, how they're sharing their history, man, it, it sounds like life was good until the missionaries came and brought this whole. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty about, much. Yeah. <laughs> Bec- you, go ahead. I mean, I think it's 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 uh, it's. It, it, it's so hard to have this conversation because at least the Samoa we know now and we understand now and what what is our foundation is built post colonial mm. um post is that the word colonial Col- well, what are you trying to say <laughs> I'm saying that it, you know like what we know as Samoa what we're founded on um what we know to be founded on now is based on what happened back then mm. with the missionaries and, and a lot of this, you know, what's brought right, up yeah. in the introduction about how like the discourse, right? The change of meaning behind words, right? you know, really changed uh, public discussion and, and influenced the way in which people live their lives. Right. Yeah. And understood what Samoa was, you know, was to be founded on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and a lot of this is through biblical yeah. understanding, right? Uh-huh. And biblical law and beliefs, yeah, and beliefs. Mm-hmm. Where before we had our, you know, we had our deities that ex- that exist outside of Christianity, right? Yeah, that are very similar, mm-hmm. right? To to some of the things that you know that that exists within you know um, the Bible, yeah, right? And yeah. those understandings and those teachings, but also how the Bible was used to enforce law and to um, civilize mm. our people, we'll right. say, right? I mean, because even in one of the images that we that we see in the introduction um, on Dan's part is there's a there's an image of a young man who has a, they're, they're calling it a top knot. Uh, his hair is put in a top knot. It's just a big old fapaku to the side, right? A uh, big old bun. And then on the side has like one um one braid coming down and how before the missionaries came you know men men grew their hair out and women had their hair short Mm, yeah and when they came they reversed it because it was the men who they deemed normal to have the short hair and the women need to grow their long hair yeah and i believe that that's connected to something biblical as well right Mm -hmm. um so just to think about like how all of that came in right. and really disrupted our way of life mm-hmm. is just like, well, shit, no wonder why, you know, like that's why we're out here believing what we believe and going through what we're going through because of generational, this is generational trauma. Mm. And that might be, that might be heavy to say. Right. That might be heavy to say, right? Like, and because so this, I mean, and you know, I know even for you, right? Yeah. Like this is your beliefs. Yeah. This is what your existence was founded on. Mm. Mine too, you know, and my family's too. So many of generations before me, you know, was founded on this. Right. But to think about the generations even before that, mm-hmm. right? Though that those ancestors, right? Yeah. That's. That's where this shit existed. That's where this shit was going down. And it's, it just blows my mind to think about this. 
It's crazy. I, I feel like um, this book has definitely just the forward and the intro. Like I, I'm excited to go deeper into story to the to the collection of different stories. But um, you know, I don't I don't know if we mentioned. Did we mention this already? That it's just a collection of stories and uh, people's like personal stories. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned that. There's yeah. about uh, I believe there's 14 stories, and uh, out of those yeah. 14, two of those are actually like a, a mini play. Oh. Yeah, which is pretty dope. I looked through oh, wow. uh, one of them. It's by Kiana Rivera, um, also known as Kiki. Kiki. And the the play is called Puzzy. And Puzzy is about Mele, a lesbian Samoan Jehovah's Witness mm. who struggles with her sexuality and her quest for true love. Mm. I'm excited to read that, yo. I know. I told you I want to read Kiana's story. Because, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, my fa- I got a family members who are Jehovah's Witness, and I... Her, that story's only... I know to be queer is to is to really, really be looked down upon. I mean, mm. even more so. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, but... It's intense. Again, this... this um, I've never... Okay, I have never questioned my my faith ever, mm. ever in my life. Right. But reading this book, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I'm not even turning my back against God or Christianity. No, I still have my beliefs. But this book definitely turned on a switch in my head. Mm. And, you know, it's not me switching over, being converted to something else. It's me wanting to look into something that I don't know if it's like I feel like it's just God telling me to look into this, but I just want to understand. Um, I just want to understand Tangaloa, mm-hmm. and I want to uh, just kind of like look into why the missionaries kind of did what they did, and just kind of even study the missionaries and just to study their whole quest and in just everything. I need to know why, and nothing's making sense to me of what why everything happened. Because like again, I've learned Christianity a lot more different, and to hear it be said this way it's kind of, it makes me angry mm. you know it makes me you know just i don't know i feel ashamed it makes me angry too yeah it makes me really angry to the point of where i mean i don't consider myself an atheist but i've definitely like i've definitely developed a different way of looking at um my beliefs or at least the beliefs i was brought up to believe in right Right, and and it's hard too because the man that's connected to those beliefs, yes, no, okay, I'm not gonna say yes, it's God because actually it's my connection to my grandfather mm. about God mm. that makes me feel uncomfortable about wanting to like turn my back on it. Right, right, and 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 I say turn my back on it because it's like this is being. The Bible and the biblical law and all that stuff is used to condemn and to blame and to erase people like me, right. erase people like you. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm not okay with that. Right. You know, and and it's very hard because all my love for for my grandfather, you know, yeah. is connected to those those beliefs. Right. And so it's always hard That's to true. it's always hard for me to reconcile what that what that means yeah but i definitely am angry and i and i definitely it's am a weird it's a weird off. angry for me it's just one of those i don't know i'm just uh i want to look into it 
you know, that I want to look into kind of like a deeper, a deeper study, you know, because they brought, they, they quoted a lot of scripture, you know, and more from the King James Version, which is like a lot of people kind of just, you know, debate that that's kind of like the first version ever written, but that's, from what I've heard, that's not the actual version. Mm. But that is one of the most accurate versions as far as like, you know, the Bible. That's what they say. The King James Version? King James Version. That's what a lot of theologians say. But um, just, I don't know, there's just a lot of things, again, from the history, just in the intro. Yeah, I mean, even I think, you know, what you're what you're alluding to here that has come up, you know, in both forward in the forward and the intro is a lot of language that, you know, is, 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 um, is not really used today. Yeah. Um, or even it gives us an idea or an origin of how these words, you know, were brought about. Yeah. Right. Like some of the words that I, that really stood out to me is this one word. Um, it's, it says, or the word is, Tawatane. Mm, yeah. Right? I, mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying that right. Tawatane. Tawatane, um, defined as homosexual acts between men, right? And this comes from linguistic uh, ling- linguist G.B. Milnert, who mm-hmm. um, wrote the Samoan Dictionary that was published in 1966. So that word was in, a, in that uh, Samoan Dictionary, that version, uh, in 1966. But prior to that, 100 years... Um, there was, uh, the dictionary written by, um, Reverend George Pratt of the London Missionary Society, right? Where he, uh, defines, he defines, uh, Tawatane as to have dancing with men only, to engage in fight with men. Or um, as species of sodomy. Mm, species of sin. Is that what that yeah, means? I'm assuming that's what they're... Because, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah were like two cities in the book of Genesis that were pretty much... The influence that came out of that city was like sinful, just, you know, shameful acts that came out of it. So um, mm. I'm assuming that that's what they're saying, but it could be something different. I don't know. So maybe uh, our listeners can tune in and tap in and give nah, us a greater I, definition. I, nah, I think you're right. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to take it from you. You studied this shit. Um, but, you know, again, this, this, see, this is, the conf- this conflicts just with my study. Again, I'm not saying I'm like the greatest at knowing the Bible because I'm definitely not. Word. Just with the little that I've studied because every, anytime the term homosexual is used in the Bible, and I'm talking about the only Bible I read, which is like, you know, the Western Bible. Like, it's just crazy. My whole mind, my mind, there's so much going on in my mind right now. But in the Bible, anytime the term homosexual was used, it was used for just sexual acts between same sex, mm. male and male, female and female. It does not mean same sex relationship. Mm. See, that's why, that's, that's, that's the, the thing I'm confused about is that <sighs> there's nothing in the Bible that says it's, there's anything wrong with same sex relationship. It's just same sex. It's just sex, you know, sex period, sexual relationship, whether male, male, female, female, uh, or male and female, sexual relationships are not good. Because in the Bible, it talks about sexual relationships are not good, and homosexual relationships or homosexual acts are not good. That's just it's blas- sexual. Blasphemous. No, it's just, but the definition of that is just sexual act mm. with, between same sex. It doesn't mean sexual relationship. That's why this whole thing, again, I, I, I'm throwing off people's views, but. 
like if you go deeper in like studying the Bible and I, damn, we need to like a pastor to sit in because I have so much questions, you know, like homosexuality, the term. And when you break it down in just even in Greek, it only takes you to the sexual the act. sexual act. It doesn't say nothing about sexual relationships. But see, I wonder if that's why so many people, you know, have the mindset they do about, about same sex uh, same sex relationships or, or people who are attracted to the same sex right right because automatically so many people when you say that you're gay or lesbian or trans or bi or right. just a part of the lgbt community or even fafafinge uh fafatama yeah you know that it automatically has to deal with sex versus just seeing people as a whole ass person right, right? right yeah that desires you know uh, monogamy that desires yeah. love and affection like what like we, we're not real whole ass people right right we're just only viewed or portrayed as these like uh i guess sodomites you would right. call it right yeah. like just these people who are lustful and sinful yeah. um because even in the introduction from dan you know uh, dan talks a lot about how there's um like homosexuality or fafafinge in the translation, mm. in the Samoan translation, right, is yeah. not even included. In it's not even Samoan included Bible. in the Samoan Bible. Or the Tusipa'ia. Or the Tusipa'ia, yeah. Like, it's not included in there. At all. At all. No reference and, of and, that word. Yeah. It's, it's mainly, bro. Like <laughs> It's crazy. Anyhow. <sighs> this is going to rock your world. Listen, when you get this book, whoever, listen, we encourage everyone, everyone to get this book. The forward and the intro, it's going to shake you. It's going to all the way shake you. You're just going to be like, what? I, and, I mean, for some of y'all, y'all were like, oh, I knew that already. But for people like me, I was just rocked by the history and the background that they were able to give. Just writing them. I love it when books start out like this. It says Super here. Super meaty in the beginning. Right. It says here that uh, the Tusipa'ia was translated in 1862 by uh, Pratt and others. Mm. So, and Pratt being the uh, Reverend George Pratt of the LMS church. Mm. The like damn 1862 mm. that's not even like 200 years ago where it was translated right mm -hmm. like that's that's crazy I, who would have ever thought i never even thought of when like like when was this created maybe it was just you know god just put it here or whatever but aye, to have aye. these dates right even just like the language there's so many historical dates tied to like words and when things were translated or even when people were brought in or people came to Samoa, right? Like there's such a timeline. Right. That really that really brings you brings us as the readers into where the biographies, you know, are set, the context that they're set in after right. this history has taken place, right? Because right. as I said earlier, that we you know, many of us Samoans and other Pacific Islanders, we exist in these diasporas. Right. Right, because so many of us, you know, depending on where we're at, we have migrated to spaces or, or to lands like New Zealand or Aotearoa. Mm. Right, we've migrated to Australia, and then even 
here in the U.S. Right. We've, we've migrated to um, the continent mm. or we've migrated to Hawaii. And we all exist in these different, you know, mm. diasporas that, that really play a part in how our stories as queer folks turn out. Mm. Right? All, connect, all connected back to this historical context of our people. That shit is just... Insane. It's mind-blowing. One, one part that I want to make sure we make mention of here is that um, in Yuki's part, I'm going to just read this paragraph. Samoan queer lives delves into the unique lives of Samoan people who are fafafingi, broadly understood in the Western interpretation as persons who are of transgender, intersexed, and third sex, or gay, lesbian, and bisexual origin. Following on from a long history of anthropological studies, travel journals, and documentaries on Samoa that too often distort and sensationalize Fafafinge life, this publication, the first of its kind, edited and written by Fafafinge, provides a vehicle for historical perspective. Here, Fafafinge share their stories in their own words. The book provides personal accounts that cross lines of gender and culture and span generations, professions, and geography to include Fafafinge based in independent Samoa, the U.S. territory of American Samoa, Aotearoa, New Zealand, Australia, the Kingdom of Hawaii, and Turtle Island, United States of America. That was very powerful for me because this whole line here about, um, you know, following on from a long history of anthropological studies, travel journals, and documentaries that distort and sensationalize Fafafinge life, I feel like that is so important because so many folks like Margaret Mead. Are you familiar with Margaret Mead? No. She's an anthropologist that came to Samoa and wrote this book called The Coming uh, the Coming Coming of Age in Samoa. Right. And there was this big, this big controversy of what she wrote about sex in Sa- and, and Samoans or Samoan women. Um, and it's really interesting. I would urge you and listeners who right. are not familiar to look up uh, Margaret Mead. But Really just thinking about how the Palangi people, right, like foreigners, right. you know, white folks, the Europeans, you know, even thinking all the way back to like James Cook, Captain James Cook, right, how those people came to our homelands right. and really, you know, studied us and wrote about us and viewed us as, you know, uh, primitive, uncivilized, right. pagan, uh, pagan ha- uh, what is it, mm. heathens? He, <laughs> you know, he just didn't. just look at us like savages and shit, right? Like, like really writing about us, um, and really in uh, influencing folks over here, you know, right. or other influencing other folks about who we are as people, right? Yeah. Instead of people hearing from us who we are, yeah. And so, what I really love about this this particular passage, and even just you know, this is the intention of the whole book is that it puts the power in our hands. Mm. It puts the power back in, in their hands, yeah. the people who are telling their own stories, right. right? And it's very similar to what you and I are doing here, you know, using this platform to just 
to just have conversation about whatever we find interesting or whatever, you know, we have critical thoughts about, you know, but just really elevate our voices as Pacific Islander, Samoan, queer folks, right? Like, it's, this is powerful. It's, it is, it's powerful. Again, I'm sitting here just like, I don't know if I'm angry, (laughs) frustrated, and I just got a lot of things I can't wait to go dig into because, like, I, again, from reading a few, I didn't read all of the stories, but a few of them I kind of just skimmed through. But there's a lot of mentioning of church yeah, trauma. Right. And there's a lot of mentioning of parents, you know, telling, you know, you know, some of, you know, their children that, you know, you're the, the whole Sodom and Gomorrah concept, you know, if you if you want to live that lifestyle, just prepare yourself for hell or for Sodom and Gomorrah experience or whatever. And I don't know. It just takes me back to these missionaries that brings that are coming to Samoa and bringing this Bible, mm-hmm. you know, in this book. And then what? What do they do? The missionaries leave, and now some the Samoan people have a book. And nothing else. They don't have people to interpret and break down Greek and understand, you know, history and context and all that. They don't have that. So what what they're doing is literally taking the word, the Bible, at face value. And, you know, there's like a lot of history, like in the Bible, where if you were to read it, you need to understand kind of like the history, the context, kind of like go back to like, well, well, we know why are they saying, you know, like, you know, go back to just church history and understanding like, certain biblical views back then. They don't have that. Missionaries, they have access to all these studies to where they can understand the word and why, like, again, when we talk about Paul and Corinthians, they talk about it. We're probably going to be super churchy right here, but... Let's go. They're they're talking about Paul in Samuel. They're talking about Paul. Now, them understanding the Bible with no other biblical, like, you know, like other context or other books to kind of support that view, uh-huh. I, I, I can just imagine like how how they were able to just kind of like unpack that one thought because there's a lot of times where they were, you know, the Bible is pretty literal when they say like, you know, you know, if someone sins, chop off their arm. Just imagine people in Samoa just like, oh, well, in the Bible says chop off their arm if they steal. And, you know, like there's nobody, no mission I want that was there to explain these little details that it's not, it's more than that. There's a bigger idea of why they say they'll chop off your hand if you have a problem with stealing. But see, I want to push up against that though, because that's, that's, that's assuming that the missionaries didn't stay to teach, to, to teach and further and indoctrinate like this, this ideology, right? In, mm. Into, into the fabric of Samoan culture, right, and the Samoan people. Right. I, I, I personally believe that missionaries came and they planted and they stayed. And mm. and they even probably spread their DNA throughout the island. You know well, what I that's mean? That's true. That's and so, true. I mean, because some of these last names, you know, like, I, I feel like that there might be descendants of these people there. Right, yeah. Right, and there might be descendants of the missionaries who, who you know, came and, and really um, indoctrinated our people right, in, yeah. in in understanding or becoming Christians. That's true. Because I don't I don't know it. It just doesn't seem likely that folks came and said, "Okay, here's the Bible," right. and then like left and bounced because they came, they brought the Bible, and they were they outlawed things, right? And they they brought order to things, right? right. Like they started to cover people. They covered us up, right? 
Yeah. You know, some of those images that we see from way back when of Samoan people was like, you know, they had their susus hanging out <laughs> still. You know what I mean? And, you know, they didn't have, you know, like they didn't have much covered, but they came right. and covered us up. They right. came and um, wrote, you know, uh, scribed our yeah. language where yeah. we come from oral history, you know, traditions where history was passed down, you know, orally. Right. They really came and brought their type of order to our people. But even in the missionary, the LMS understanding of like, I don't know, I just have a different view on this because they still Word. go, they're very by like the black and white, like sin is sin and all that. It's like, right. I'm a strong believer of grace. Right. And, you know, with understanding grace is understanding like just God's like, you know, not, you know, not, not, not you know, People have this strong fear of sin, you know, like I, I don't have that fear of sin because I have a strong conviction more for God's love covering, right. you know, when the, there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible that says his love covers a multitude of sin. Right. And when I think of like these missionaries coming in and again, I, I don't know, I'm just playing this out quickly in my head, but I'm sure you have way more history because, you know, you made me. No, but I think you, what you feel is very valid and welcomed, you know, in this space, even though I may, you know, we may not see eye to eye, like your perspective. Is... I'm just excited to dig into <laughs> I really am. I want to know. I mean, I, I just, I know the missionaries came in with their, you know, the right heart, you know, wanting to go and spread the gospel share the gospel because okay. that is a mandate okay. <laughs> you know that is mandated for believers to go to the uttermost parts of the earth and share the gospel now that is a, I'm gonna disagree with you there sister. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna agree with you there no, I mean, I mean disagree have, yeah, I'm gonna disagree with you there but I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> and I welcome it. Yes. They went they went and did their due diligence as Christians because that's what, you know, the, that's the mandate job as a believer is to go out and share the gospel. How they share it, I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> different, you know. <laughs> but see, that's the argument that people make. Yeah. When, when you know, when having this conversation about, um, you know, the missionization of our islands right. and thinking about how the Bible was used as a tool to um, to colonize us, right? Um, people will reconcile reconcile their uh, their beliefs, right. right? And 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 say that you know the way that that the the Bible and all of that was used in a negative way. Folks still believe in what the message is of God, which is love, right? Right, right. and which is, um, you know, all of, all of that, all of that to say that even though it was used negatively towards our people, right? I still believe in in God's message and God's word, and that's and that's totally that's cool, you know. That's to each his own. Yes, you know, but I mean, just that. Just that argument or that reconciliation. Like for me, it's like, okay, we got to agree to disagree. Um, because when even thinking further into thinking about decolonization, right? Yeah. And how even, you know, after we had the, uh, after we had Ty on the show and then we, we got to kick it a little bit after and we right. had deep conversation around. That was around. awesome, yeah. That was hella, you yeah. know, that, I really, I would love to have Ty on here again. It's just fun, Shout man. out to Ty. Shout out to out Ty. Out there in out Fiji there. living his best life. 
But um, mm-hmm. but just even thinking about decolonization, right? It's like how far are we going back when we talk about decolonization? Right. Are we going all the way back to yeah. like, you know, no electricity? Right. You know, um, no. In the bushes. Yeah, yeah. like in the bush. Yeah. Or like, what does that mean, right? And so. That's true. You know, goodness, it's just a lot, and I think. Even, you know, a lot came up for us just going through the forward and the intro. We didn't even talk about the beginning. You, you, I want you to mention that. Just you, go ahead. Know. What you talking about? Go ahead and mention it, girl. The story of um, the young, uh, what was her Oh, Janine. Janine Tuovaiki? 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 Tuovaiki. A 20-year-old computer student um, who died of, or student and Fafafingen, who died of a suspected suicide. Mm. Yeah, the Samoa Observer published an unblurred photograph of Janine um, and referred to Janine as male. Mm. Mm-hmm. In its coverage, yeah. That that was the opening of the forward. Right. Which gave, I wonder why she well, opened it with I that. I feel like Yuki did that because this was like during the time where the Samoan uh, Fafafingi community was celebrating, um, uh, let's see, the repeal of this crime ordinance. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Uh, 1961, that uh, was a law enforced during the New Zealand colonial administration uh, of Samoa that it criminalized, right, criminalized yeah. the impersonation, they're calling it. Right. The impersonation of a female by any male in Samoa. Right, yeah. And this law was used to uh, persecute Fafafingas with fines or imprisonment. and But they uh, it says that they also stopped enforcing it in the early 80s, 1980s. Yeah. But just to even know that something like that existed, it's like, see, this is the mindset. That's insane. Of <laughs> Of our homeland, of our people, right? Yeah. All tied back to the missionization, mm. right? Like mm. to even understand that there was once this kind of ordinance. I know. Like, bruh, okay, we really oh outlawing. Oh my God. We're really outlawing people out here, right? Like, it's insane. I mean, uh, Yuki even goes on to say that there was once a, a social equilibrium. Forgive me flipping all over my words but there was once a social equilibrium that existed across the gender spectrum prior to missionization of Samoa and what's really hard you know I we mentioned this before is that the equilibrium has been greatly disrupted by religious uh conservative yeah. conservatism yeah televangelism where to now there's a channel uh in Samoa uh, you know of, of evangelists that really condemn and blame homosexuality, HIV or AIDS, and even climate change. That's crazy. Because of Fafafinge, right? Like this makes me think about the whole that article about um, that stupid ass Fife Al that said uh, that said uh, the reason why domestic violence, you know, increased oh my gosh. is because of us disobeying or because of Samoa disobeying God's law, yeah, God's ordinances. Oh my lord. Oh. Y'all need to go listen to uh, Kiana's uh, TED Talk about that. Oh yeah, shout out to shout out to our sis Kiana for uh, really, but yeah, you know, speaking speaking her piece uh, about that article um, and even sharing her lived experience. That was really 
dope. You can find it on our Instagram page. Um, and also just keep, just follow Kiana because her IG stories is nothing but TED Talks. Right. <laughs> Hoy. Uh, it's crazy. Yes. So I know we've only gotten this far, you know, and we've had a very uh, healthy conversation about about the forward and the introduction. But one thing I want to share before um, we close the book, and we'll definitely reopen it again Yeah. Uh, once we get through some of the stories. But one thing I wanted to share um, is that in, this, in the forward by Yuki, she shares that since working on this publication, four contributors have passed and were not able to see this text to fruition. Mm. And this makes me think about the work that we do in community, right? This makes mm-hmm. me think about how we, um, how we're really trying to work towards a lot of change for our people, right? Um, and that the work we do, we may not see to fruition um, because it will definitely, you know, maybe it will happen generations from now, but us planting to us planting the seeds to hopefully have that change become reality for, you know, our generations right. um, to come. Yeah. Makes us doing this a lot more meaningful, right? Yes. It, it gives it gives me a lot more uh, power to be able to share my experiences, to share my thoughts, to be vocal. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. because we have to. Yeah. We have to listen to those whispers from our ancestors yeah. that are just telling you to share. Share. Be vocal, be firm, mm-hmm. be confident. Just be 100% sure that this is who you are and this is your God-destined way of being. And, yeah, and just not not wavering in any other truth but that, you know, right. that... That was, that's important. That's I feel like that's something that really that this book is really pushing, kind of like just standing firm in who you are, regardless of like all these different beliefs and all these views and judgments. Like just anchor yourself in your truth, mm-hmm. and you will be fine. And I hope that folks out there, you know, who may not agree, right. ha- have an open mind. You know, yeah, because I understand, yes. like you know, when we say you know we're unwavered. You know, some things we can be wavered on because we may not have a full understanding yeah. of of things, right? right yeah. And just just to really have an open mind and an open heart and think about, you know. Yeah. This could be this could be your kids, this could be your grandkids. I know. Your brothers, your sisters, so Oh man. <sighs> we gotta yeah. continue. You know what? I feel like my next ICU is gonna be somebody in this book. I feel like Word, it. word. Yeah, we definitely gonna uh pick this book back up, but we definitely just wanna send a shout out to Dan Talapapa McMullen yes. and Yuki Kihara for collecting these wonderful stories and for pub- you know, for being published. You know, that's yeah. That's a Come on. that's a big accomplishment in itself. And right? it, and it takes us being published. Um, to to really solidify, you know, our voices. Come on, because uh, this book That's could right. definitely be used, you know, in spaces of academia, and and you know, many. We others. need to do a book club. I feel like if we did a book club, the conversations that will come out of this book. Ooh. ooh. Okay. Well, uh, shoot. You know, we're definitely gonna leave uh, a link in the in the details of how to 
get a copy of this book so that, you know, we all can hopefully have a healthy, critical and open-minded, open-hearted discussion about Samoan queer lives. We want to start a book club, y'all, with this book. Come on. (laughs) Hit us up. if if, If you get your book and you want to be a part of this conversation, hit us up. And we will figure out how to start a book club. Where can they hit us up at, Bex? Hit us up you know, on our email, for the cultures, F-O-R-T-H-E-Q-U-L-T-U-R-E-S, at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media via Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, for the cultures with the S. And a Q. And a Q. Yay! I mean, you know what? I feel like... Danny boy, we don't ever really talk about why we we say um, cultures. We spell cultures with a Q. Can you explain that for a little bit? I was gonna just pass that to you because that was a brilliant idea that came from from a friend, friend, but you, yeah. you and your your circle. Yeah, we you know we we initially wanted to call uh, to what, call it for the cultures with the C, right? And I think that's how we spelled it the first, the very first, yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, we felt like, you know, if this is coming from two queer uh, people, Pacific Islanders, we're just like, you know what, the Q, queer, come on. We're just going to throw that in for the cultures right there. So, yeah, we just wanted to just kind of signify that Q as, you know. Shout just, out to your partner that, uh, right? just, that gave that idea. It was but this a great... is not saying that this is just a queer PI, you know, podcast. Right. No, not at all. It's not just for queer folks. And I think the beautiful thing that uh, a, friend, a queer friend of mine uh, explained is that queer doesn't just pertain to sexuality, right? Right. Queer means different. Queer yes. means uh, living outside of the box. And so some of the Come things on. that we may do or that we think are outside of the box can right. be very queer. Yeah. You know, it, it's also queer was used as a, um, a derogatory term that right. has now been um, politicized and accepted to really um, regain one's power and be like, yo, I'm... I'm right. queer. Yeah. You know, so. So, yeah, I just had to put put that out there that, you know, I know we talk a lot about queer stuff, but that's because we're queer, duh. <laughs> so, you, of course, <laughs> you're going to be hearing a lot of queer stuff. And other shit. <laughs> but listen, if you want to, you know, if you want to want us to talk about some things, you know, some pretty cool topics, if you have them, send them our way. Again, our email is for the cultures um, with Q and S at gmail.com please hit us up and you know give us some topics give us some stuff to talk about and we'll you know we'll consider and see if that's something we can you know chop it up on our episodes and you know so send it our way we, we would love to hear from each and every one of you guys and we appreciate again for those who have been emailing us and sending us dms and sh- sending us love and reposting us we see y'all. We thank you guys for the love. We appreciate it so much. Again, Danny Boy and I just started off of, as you know, on a simple discussion again over some mimosas <laughs> with our girl M. You know, she we just had just casual conversation and we just wanted to just you know record it and have y'all listen to it. <laughs> and now we're here. And now we're here. Good. No. All, all right. right. Well, shoot, Banks, before we get out of here, you know how we always do. How yes. are you going to take care of yourself this week? I'm going to take care of myself by, <sighs> I want to say working out, but I've been doing pretty good with that. So I think this week I'm going to be, probably just do more, um, just more self-time. I feel like I don't have, because I have, now that I have like a second job, I feel like I don't have no time for me, period. Uh-huh. So I want to I want to figure out how I can space out my week and just having like this half day be my 
you know, just relaxed day, whether it's watching a movie, cleaning or something. I just need to figure out how to insert a self-care moment, you know. So I'm going to do my best to try to do that. Word. How about you? Uh, how I'm going to take care of myself this week is by getting my ass to bed at a good, decent mm. time. Usually I don't get, you know, good sleep. Right, I don't, yeah. Sometimes I don't go to bed till 1 or 2 in the morning. Right, yeah. And it's just, I don't know, things racing in my head or, you know, I can't get comfortable. But I'm really going to make space just and time it, yeah. to to make sure I get to bed. Okay. Had a good time. Okay. Yeah. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us on yet another episode. This is episode... <laughs> 18 right episode 18 uh you know we build on that archive we're going to celebrate episode 20 have to um but we really just want to say thank you for tuning in thanks for joining us thank y'all thanks for your patience happy holidays and we'll see y'all next week peace peace what we doing it for we doing it for the culture 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 for the culture